Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, Recorded live. What's going on, SFL Nation? It's another time again. It's inside the SFL. As always, I'm your host, Doug Bose. I'm joined by Dwayne Drew. It's Wednesday night. And how are we doing this evening? Uh, I've been better, but... We were just talking a little while ago. I'm sure that's some information we don't need to put on the air. Exactly. I'm not going to go there, but... Let's get in. Uh, Might as well get this show started, right? Get into the standing. I will say this so guys know, so before you get into that, uh, neither of us are feeling 100% tonight, so we're going to try and go right through this show, get some interaction going, cover the standing, discuss as much as we can, try and wrap it up as close to an hour as possible tonight. I mean, we've done that before in the past, and it turns that it goes into the next morning. <laughs> so if it gets there, it gets there, but... uh we're going to go fast and furious tonight, and let's have a good time, because we're heading into the final week, and it's bittersweet, but hit the standings. All right. Uh, we'll look into the gray conference, and this is after 11 weeks. That's right. We are approaching the final week of the regular season. And in the gray conference, we have the Coastal Division. Baltimore Crabs are six and five. DC Dragons five and six. NYC Sailors two and nine. And the San Francisco Bulldogs one and ten. The Great Lakes Division, the Minneapolis Maulers, are perfect eleven and zero. The Sioux Falls Sparrows are seven and four. Queen City Corsairs six and five. Cleveland Vipers six and five. Now we'll go to the Teal Conference in the South Division. The Louisville Wolfpack is 10-1. Orlando Intimidators, 7-4. The Tallahassee Pride, 6-5. Carolina Skyhawks, 5-6. And And the West Division, the Houston Hyenas, 7-4. Dallas Law, 4-7. Santa Fe Gorillas, 3-8. And And the Oklahoma City Renegades are 2-9. That is the standing for 11 weeks, folks. All right. And then, as always, we will jump right to our prediction segment. <clears throat> so we can uh, get through these here tonight. There's some very interesting games this week. And, and I don't use that term loosely this week because there's a lot going on. And we could be on here for uh, two days straight discussing some of this stuff. Because it's very exciting. So, uh, that being said, the first game on the docket is the 2-9 NYC Sailors at the 6-5 Baltimore Crabs. This is a Week 6 
rematch where the Crabs won 27-25, to if you can believe that. Um, NYC comes into this game with the 11th offense. Baltimore is ranked third offensively, and defensively, NYC is sixth, and Baltimore is number nine. And I do want to mention that NYC, while ranked 11th offensively, are tied with the Carolina Skyhawks, who are also considered ranked 11th, and I'll repeat that when I get to Carolina. But what is your take on this game? Because Baltimore got a bit tripped up last week. So, can they bounce back this week against the Sailors? I think they will. Yeah? Yeah. I I, think, I, I honestly believe they will. Uh, I think they... I think they really have no choice. <laughs> I think they have to bounce back to show their fans and the SFL fans that hey, we're still here, we're still alive, we're in playoffs. So here we are. Right. Now if you look at this, here's why I say it. they got tripped up by one by Cleveland, who's on a surge right now. Lost by three in overtime to the Maulers. They had to go to overtime to win by three over Sioux Falls. The Bulldogs took them to the end in a 20-9 to win. So they've had their hands full the last few weeks. And then, like I said, they're playing a team that they only beat 27-25. to And that night, it went back and forth and back and forth. And the Crabs actually went into halftime winning 14-13. to So if NYC, I think they put on four field goals in the fourth quarter that night, if I'm not mistaken. I'd have to double-check it. But uh, it, was, you know, it was two field goals and then a block extra point. That's what happened. Either way, they had their hands full to the bitter end that night with a sailor team. And now they're on their heels. But uh, that being said, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to pick Baltimore to, to to bounce back this week and get the victory. Because, I mean, I mean, they have no other choice but to get it done. And I happen to look at the chat room, and that's what I'm an effing problem just said. Yes, they have to. And he's exactly right. They have to do it this week. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I mean, they're already in the playoffs, but you don't want to go in the playoffs on another loss. Yeah. So, all right. Since we agree on that one, might as well move to the next game. All right. And I find this game... And I believe this is the other game that'll be that, that game's being put straight to YouTube, and this one will be as well. And that is the three. <clears throat> can you believe that? The three and eight Santa Fe Gorillas are at the four and seven and Dallas Law. This is a Week Five rematch that Santa Fe won 31 to 20. Offensively, Santa Fe is eight. Dallas is 13th. Defensively, Santa Fe is 12, and Dallas is number two, the second best defense in the league. So, and then since you took the first one, I'll take this one, and I'll say Dallas is starting to look better more and more each week. And I agree. They're starting to find what what's working for them. I think. Uh, I think they're finally figuring out what's going on and what was wasn't working. Um, <clears throat> I mean, they're 3-2 and two here down the stretch. 
and they beat Carolina twice, a team most people thought was going to the playoffs. So they beat them twice, just and then they beat Houston as well. So they have two wins over Carolina and beat Houston. They got tripped up by Orlando by 10, and Oklahoma City beat them by 15, which, quite honestly, you know, I'm going to say it right now, uh, since I'm the new offensive coordinator over there, the offense is completely different, so he didn't have as much to scout for. You know what I mean? If it had been the same renegades all season, who knows? But, uh, you know, that, that kind of hurt him probably, you know, so who knows? But he's going up against Santa Fe, and and poor Santa Fe. I mean, I I don't know what more he can do. I mean, he's lost three straight, and he's lost five of his last six. His only win was against them very same Renegades. So I'm taking Dallas to win this one, and I think they're going to finish the season on a high note, and they're going to improve going into next season. Let me start by saying this. Santa Fe has been a team all year long that is one of those teams where you look at them one week and go, that's it. That's the team that was in the championship game. And you look at them and go another week, and it's like, who is this team? Like you said, I agree with you. I don't know what what more he can do over there this year. I, I don't. I, I don't know. I, I'm just, you know, I'm still learning, you know, because we're still new in the league still, you know. I know we've been in here for almost a season now, but I'm still learning about all the teams. And, like I said, you know, from what, all the hype when the season started, Santa Fe, Santa Fe, they were going to do – they honestly have not lived up to that hype. So my question would be, you know, do they want – to go out on a high note? Are they, you know, do they need to go out on a high note at the end of the season? Uh, you know, I'm sure Santa Fe fans will say, yes, we do. Uh, but having said all that, I think Dallas is on more of a roll than Santa Fe is right now. So I'm going to go Dallas. Yeah, and I think, I think Ramos, Lynn, when you put the roster together this year, I think, honestly, you might as well call it a test. I mean, he's the only guy in the league that's got a bronze quarterback and a bronze uh, running back. And that being said, Wilson played very well, in my opinion, and has played well all season, and Montoya hasn't done too bad either. So, you know, and I think that's the biggest thing in this league that I'm learning more and more is getting the right abilities on the right guys in the right places and then on top of that, getting the right play calling to work to your players' individual strengths. And it's such yep. a chess match. And and that's the thing with his team. I've seen his team look dynamite but still lose in the second half. So, but all I can say is I highly doubt the Gorillas will look like this next season. I think they'll be in the hunt next year because he'll correct these problems. He wasn't in the championship last year for nothing. Exactly. So, all right. So, we're on agreements after two. Let's get to the third game. These games are on Saturday. The first one is the five and six Carolina Skyhawks 
at the 6-5 Tallahassee Pride. This is a Week 8 rematch that Carolina won 34-20. Coming into this game, Carolina is ranked 11th offensively. Tallahassee is 6th. Carolina has the 7th defense. Tallahassee has the 13th defense. So basically, this is a case of a poor offense against a poor defense and a good offense against a good defense. So somebody's going to have to bend somewhere. Does Tallahassee get the win that they're desperately going to need here trying to get in this good playoff push? Or does Carolina try to play a part here and, and throw a big monkey wrench into this? Good question. Um, honestly, I think that game's going to go come down to which team wants it more. Because both of them have to win to get in. They win, they're in. Simple as that. Right. Whoever wins that game should get the four seed. Uh, so uh, it's going to come down to which team is prepared most, which team wants it more. So And, and this game, as you were saying, it has possibly the most scenarios attached to it that I've seen almost ever in my life because I'm looking at it now. And, you know, Houston... If, and this is this Carolina. Houston clinches the number two seed with a win over Oklahoma. So it's like, okay. Houston then falls to the number three seed if Orlando wins and they lose to Oklahoma City. Orlando clinches the number two seed with a win and Houston loss. Then when you get down into this game, Tallahassee clinches the third seed with a win over Carolina and Orlando loss because of the point differential. Tallahassee okay. clinches the fourth seed with a win over Carolina. Carolina clinches the fourth seed with a win over Tallahassee. And it was like, wow. You know, and then there's the events of a tie and stuff where you could see Houston, Tallahassee, Orlando uh, in any mixed-up way possible. And it's like, holy smokes. And I was just like crazy. You know, it's kind of like the situation going on with Baltimore, Queen City, Cleveland, Sioux Falls. How on earth... Cam sat down and figured this all out. I do not envy him because that had to be the biggest migraine headache there ever was. <laughs> well, I agree with that. And the one thing I'm going to say about this, I'm picking Tallahassee to win this game. And so here's why. And here's why I'm picking Tallahassee to win this game. Coming into the season, Tallahassee had never lost at home. Had never lost at home. But they did lose finally this year at home, and that was to the, what I said all season long, the most complete team in the league, and that's Louisville, and it was only 24-7. to And considering how good Louisville is, even though you lose by 17, I'd say that's pretty dash darn good. You only held them to 24 points, even though you can only put up seven yourself. So that being stated, I have no choice but to go with Tallahassee here. Because, you know, like I said, if They've won four you know, four games at home this year, and if you take those four games into their current home stand, they're nine and one all time at home. Nine and one all time at home. How do I go against that? You know, how, how do I pick against that right now? Especially when Carolina seems to be going into a little rut right now. They've lost two straight to Louisville in the Dallas loss. 
Okay, so I'm going Tallahassee, and you're going Carolina, if I'm not mistaken? No, I'm going Tallahassee. All right, well, then I guess we're all three for three here. We're on the same page for all three. Uh, we have a guest four who happened to say the same thing, basically, in the chat room. The prior has their offense figured out when they're playing at home. Tallahassee wins it. Guest four, if you could, let us know who you are, because you're spot on. And I know we have a... I'm an effing problems in there. Ronnie Nickens is in there. Uh, as far as I know, Ronnie Nickens is running the Stevie T. Diggs presidential campaign. Um, <laughs> so, uh, all right, we'll get into the next Saturday game then. We got the 10-1 and Louisville Wolfpack at the 7-4 and Orlando Intimidators. This is a Week 9 rematch that Louisville won 35-27. to Uh... Oh, it's Frank Gooden himself in there. He's guys for all right, Frank. Uh, so yeah, thirty-five twenty-seven. Louisville won that game, and Orlando was in that game the entire night. So heading into this game, Louisville's the number one offense. Orlando's fourteen. Louisville's got the third defense. Orlando's number four. So these are two top five defenses that have played well all season. Orlando has yet to figure out their offense even though they're 7-4 and four on the year. And I will not pick against Louisville. I just can't. And I can't that's all I got. And, um, and I know Baby Brother's going to hate me for that. Oh, speaking of, do we have a quote this week? <sighs> we always have a quote from Baby Brother. Oh, good Lord. We always, we always have a quote from Baby Brother. And here's what he says. Let me find the paper here. I have it, on the other, I have it in my other notebook. I wrote it down. Here we go. It says, As we enter week 12, I want to thank the SFL for this experience. It's been a great experience, and I'll be back next year better than ever. But this season is not over. My intimidators are trying to improve their playoff position. We are trying to improve our run at the championship. To do that, we need to get past Louisville Wolfpack. Some people, including idiots, think they're the best team in the league. Yes, that's a shot at you, big bro. And remember, I'm the better boss. That being stated... <laughs> I, uh, I had to laugh at that. That being, being stated, when we come into this game, Overstreet, we will finally get to your ass and shut you down. Skeletor P-Funk, make sure you snort two lines instead of one this time. And the girls will be at your door in the hotel room the night before. Rick O'Reilly... Make sure when you take two bags of groceries up to the freaking room, you take the two we order for you. Then he has a little wink face, whatever that's supposed to mean. Then he says, D.D. Ritter, don't worry about you. We're going to put something in your drink where you're going to be sitting on the shitter. Luscious Sanders, Luster Grimes, you two are going to get burnt all season. All night, rather, not all season, all night for yards. Lawrence Kirkland... And AJ, you guys ain't going to catch squat diddly doop. And as for the rest of the freaking Wolfpack, you all are done. You will go 10-2. and two. You can still have the number one seed. And after we beat you, your season will be through. And we'll beat you again in the playoffs. And with that, I kiss everyone a good night. So, that, 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 was, his, that was his quote. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I 
least it started out nice. Saying thank you to everybody. Then he was yeah. back to being Taco, who has no common sense. <laughs> well, yeah, we we know how Taco is. But yeah, like I said, I'm picking Louisville. I have no choice. Still but lie. Orlando gave them a run for their money the whole night. I mean, that's there's no denying that. I mean, they were right there with them to the bitter end. So it wasn't no pushover win last time. So I I think that's part of his confidence as to why he's being confident. Because Orlando went into halftime last time 21 to 13. He don't think his, his they adjusted. <laughs> you don't think his confidence, you know, has kind of gone through the roof there a little bit because of all their little extracurricular activities they're playing. It. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Gonna slip you this. You're gonna have that, dude. You do realize if any of that happens, first person they're coming to look at is you. <laughs> yeah. But he's been on this big high because this team started out 0 and 2, and they've been 7 and 2 here down the stretch. Their only losses are to the Wolfpack by seven, and and, and the Pride I think it was by seven. So, I mean, hell. And then they just beat Houston last week. We're getting the revenge for that game. So, so, let's put it this way. Orlando Intimidators, while 7-4, and four, they've lost to Carolina, beat them in the second game. Lost to Houston, beat them in the second game. Beat Tallahassee the first time, lost them in the second game. Now they got Louisville. So, all intents and purposes, if they don't win over Louisville, they basically beat everybody else they played this year except for Louisville. They beat Louisville this week. They've beat everybody on their roster, or our schedule, which is a pretty good stat when you have four losses. Yeah. You know, so, but I just don't, I, I can't see I it getting it. done, and it's, and it's because the offense has its struggles. And this is another yeah. one of those teams that is just so phenomenal on one side of the ball and can't seem to get the other side figured out. And there are so many teams in the league that are like that. And I sit here and I say, if they can figure out the other side of the ball, they're dangerous. You know, and like I said, that's that's a Sioux Falls. That's Orlando. That's uh, Houston that goes into that category. Dallas goes into that category. I mean, these are the first teams to jump into my head right away that they are so great on one side of the ball and the other side. It's like, what are we doing? We can't figure this out for the life of us. And if they can find the right coordinators, teams are in trouble next year. So, I mean, they're going to be, I'm sure, working just as furious finding the coordinators they are plotting their new changes for their teams. But all right, we're both picking Louisville. Let's go to the next game. I won't be picking this game because this is the OKC game, and I don't think it's fair for me to have too much of a comment considering I'm doing their offensive playbook right now. But you got the two and nine Renegades, Oklahoma City Renegades, at the seven and four Houston Hyenas. This is a week seven rematch. Houston won seventeen to six. Coming into this game, Oklahoma is ranked fifteenth offensively. Houston is tenth. Defensively, Oklahoma City is fifteenth, and Houston is number one. Um, with that being said, Texas, the state of Texas, has the number one and number two ranked defenses. Nice. And like I said, I won't have an opinion for this game. All I can do is say this, and this is what I'm going to say, that 
it's been an honor, like maybe brother said, it's been an honor to work in the league. It's been an honor for Michael Irvin Irvine to come to me, of all people, ask me to help him with his offense. Uh, I've taken great pride in trying to turn that offense around, and I think if anybody goes and looks at the offense, even though they're one and two offensively, that team's going one and two with me running the offense, you can see great improvements. There's no question about that. Uh, I've turned some players around. I'm still struggling trying to get the running game going. That's no secret. All you got to do is look at the box score. I've learned a lot. I appreciate it. Um, and playing against DR Sim and, and the Hyenas is, is the ultimate challenge for me because they're the number one ranked defense. They've been ranked in the top three basically all season. So it gives me a good way to figure out just how much I'm doing right and doing wrong that I can put towards this team next year if I'm still there or if I move on to another team doing something. But I'm I'm loving this opportunity this week to take on this guy. So, all right, now to your thoughts, opinions on this game. Houston. Well, gee, no analysis, just Houston. You're getting there, but you're just you're not there yet. It's just not that. Yeah, I I I totally agree. You have made amazing strides with that offense. I mean, it's looking pretty good. You can see the changes. You can see, like you said, the running game is still struggling. So having said that, yeah, you gotta go with Houston. I mean, like you said, they've been in the top three in the defense all year long. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with Houston. All right. Well, that was the last Saturday game. And sadly for me, I won't get to see any of those games live as they happen because this Saturday I will be at the Lancaster Host Resort for an event for a wrestling show that I'm a part of and I do or whatever. It's for Keystone Pro Wrestling. And it kind of sucks. I almost told those guys that I was <laughs> going to come in, but no, my daughter because you know that you, your daughters will kick your ass. Yes, it's against all odds is the name of the show. Got Jim the Anvil, Nightheart, and Jimmy Hart coming in, and Ethan Carter the third from TNA. So, and right. it's really important to me though because it's a cancer awareness event. Oh, so I mean, and you know, I lost my dad to cancer. I lost my grandmother, which was his mother, to cancer, and. He died in February, and she died the following July, and she died five days before my daughter was born. So, yeah. So the whole cancer thing is important to me, so I'm going to be a part of that event. Go and have a good time with the group. Yeah, and I'm hoping Cam gets the Oklahoma City-Houston game uploaded by the time I get home, and I normally get home around midnight, but I doubt it. So I'm going to be looking for that all night, and I'm going to have to stay clear of the Internet and stay clear of anything SSL-oriented until I see that game come up so I can watch it. <laughs> so, But all right, let's get into the Sunday game. And we'll go to your game. The 5-6 and six DC Dragons are at the 1-10 and 10 San Francisco Bulldogs. This is a week three rematch. Oh, we got three rematch. Get it right. They're not on Sunday. Well, Monday. Yeah, Monday games. There's three Monday games. Yeah, I say Sunday. Stupid. Monday. Jeez, taco moment. All right. (laughs) 
So this is week three rematch. San Francisco won that game twenty to seventeen and is their lone win of the season. Coming into this game, DC is number four offensively. San Francisco is sixteenth offensively. And the Dragons have the fourteenth defense and the Bulldogs have the number eight defense. Now, like me, I don't know if you have any comments you want to make, because I know you're not going to make a prediction, and then I'll break it down. I only have one thing to say. Uh-huh. And that this year has been has been full of ups and downs, but it's been fun. Uh, I'd like to thank... Uh, even though we had our issues, I'd like to thank Daily Holder for asking me to help uh, with the offense over there. That was that was awesome. I appreciate the you know the chance to do it. And then I'd like to thank Cam for having the faith in me to run the team until new ownership could be uh, so it could be found because I am having a blast running the offense and the defense. Uh, it, you know, it, it was yeah. a bit of a struggle, but I am having having fun. I like doing it. So hopefully next year I'll get to keep doing it, you know, whether here or somewhere else. So that's about all i got to say. And I'll say this to anybody listening or catches the replay on this. I was talking to you when you finalized your plays, and then you sat there and said, I can't do it, I can't do it. And I'm like, can't do what? And you're like, I can't push the button. And I'm like, what button? And you were talking about how you have plays you want to submit. I don't even know if you ever sent them or not yet. Did you ever send them? Yeah, I sent all the... Send you just couldn't press the button to send them because you knew there was that small possibility it might be the last time you got to do what you were doing. And you've had a yep. good time with it and fun with it. And... I'm going to rub your ego for you before I break this game down. I know you've been a little bummed out because you couldn't get things turned around as much as you wanted. Can't get that W, whatever, whatever. But I want to make sure you're aware of something. And not many people are probably aware of these little tiny uh, tidbits of information, if you will. Okay. And... Your defense, when you took over, was ranked 15th in the league. It's now number 8. Wow. Okay, so that's a huge jump. And you've only done it in just a few weeks. Because uh, if I look at my list here, which I have it in front of me, I just got to flip back through the notebook here. Uh, let me let me find it here. Like, let's see. San Francisco was ranked 12th when you played Sioux Falls. That was just a couple weeks ago. The week before that, uh, San Francisco, where are we at? was ranked 15th. The week you played Cleveland, how far back was that? Do we know? Well, now let me see. Let me look. Uh, information. Ready, right from the jump. That's what I should have done. Then I can tell you. But you made huge, huge strides. And this is only... Okay, yeah, here we go. I got it now. Yeah, that was after week eight. So going into week nine, you had the 15th defense. Three weeks later, your defense has jumped all the way to number eight. Wow. Okay. Your defense 
has, like I said, something people won't know, is the number, somehow my whole screen just went big, I have no idea why, just trying to figure this out real quick, you have the number one ranked defense in the league when it comes to sacks. Uh, so, you have the number one sack team. Number one sack team in the league. I knew that last game we were getting a lot of pressure. I didn't realize we could get two Yeah, your team has the most sacks of any team in the league, which I think that's pretty good. And I think it's by four. I think it's by four more sacks, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm going to look at this right now. Sacks by. Okay, you guys have 25 sacks. Louisville's in second with 21 sacks. Wow. So, to me, that's great strides. And then what I found to be another interesting stat was uh, the interceptions by the team. And if you look at the interceptions by the team, I think you're number two in team interceptions. Wow. So the defense has gotten much, much better. Much, much better. And like I said, you just can't quite figure out the offense. I know you were mentioning to me you, you can't figure out what to do because you think some of the abilities aren't working with what you're trying to do, and that's hampering what you're trying to do, so you try to adjust to the abilities. And that's something I learned, so I knew exactly what you were talking about. I've been doing the same thing with uh, OKC. <laughs> trying to go with the abilities to do the right thing. But anyway, like I said, the team has greatly improved. Uh, and I know Destro and I know I'm an effing problem. We're going to try anything and everything they can this week because they have to win. Yes, they're they in do. that same, same boat. They have to win. And I know they're going to do anything and everything in their power to try and win. And just because... They've seemed to have turned the corner, and as you know, your team's still stuck there in that little bit of mud, and they're trying mm-hmm. to get it out. You know, I, I you know, it, it bothers me that I can't pick you, but I can't. You know, I mean, DC started the season 0 and 3. They're 5 and 3 since. You know, and they've lost to three of the better teams in the Great Conference in Baltimore, Queen City, and Minneapolis, and we're in. Two of those games, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's Baltimore really beat them up, and I know they were in with Queen City to the end, and they played Minneapolis real late, and I think we pulled away there at the end and beat them by 12. But they were there to the bitter end. So, you know, I have to go with D.C. I mean, I have no choice but to go with D.C., but I know there would be no better way for you to end the season, and that would be to get the win. Because if you can get the win, you'll have just two wins and how weird would that be? The two wins for the Bulldogs will both be over the defending champions. So, I just found that an interesting little tidbit. But like I said, don't be too bad on yourself, because I know you've been frustrated with some things, but those are some small little tidbits I happened to come across that I thought were great information that I wanted well, to share with you. I didn't even know that. Just to show, you know, you've been doing something correct. You've been doing something right. You've been doing something that's working or whatnot. Yeah, I'm double-checked that, yeah, you are number two in the league in interceptions with 28 behind the Wolfpack with 20, uh, 31. 
Wow. So, so you're right there. And then Houston and Cleveland are right behind you, tied for third at 27. So, I mean, it, it's awesome. I mean, it's, it's awesome. So, I mean, you're ranked number 12 against the pass, just in case you didn't know that. And you're the number five team in the league against the rush. Wow. So, there's some things to be proud of defensively with this team. Just got to figure out your offense. You know, too bad you can't hire Stevie T. Diggs, but he's already wrapped up. <laughs> and, um, who knows? Maybe maybe X Factor will trade him to you. Yeah, right. Now. <laughs> I wouldn't take you. I wouldn't take you. <laughs> who wouldn't at this point? We'll get into that crap here in a minute. I, I would not uh, take it. I, I respect Ronnie too much for that. Yeah. He's funny people. I love it. Alright, let's get to the next game. Alright, All right. this is another game I will not chime in on. It is the 11-0 and Minneapolis Mullahs at the 6-5 and Queen City Corsairs. This is a Week 7 rematch. I saw Minneapolis win 41-26. to Coming into this game, Minneapolis has the number 2 offense. Queen City's is number 5. Minneapolis has the 10th defense. Queen City's is number 11. Wow. So they're so they're pretty even there on both sides of the ball, and like I said, Minneapolis beat them 41-26 in Week Seven. So can Queen City give Minneapolis that loss that many teams have been trying to give them, and finally give them a defeat heading into the playoffs? I I don't see it happening. I just I don't. The Maulers just I don't know. Like I've been saying, like everybody else will say, they find a way to get the win. Doesn't look pretty at times, but they get the W. Yep. So I mean, yeah, you almost have to go with them all. I mean, you'd be you'd be stupid not to. Yeah, I'm totally in agreement with you. Right? Can I say that? <laughs> but we'll see what happens You know <clears throat> I mean there's times where I'm just sitting here scared to death Like oh crap we're going to lose And it's like oh here we go we're coming back And then teams get us on the ropes And they somehow just seem to keep pulling it out Like you were saying Find ways to win And since you said that I will Confirm Because you have sent me whispers during The game's going oh god We're done we're done oh god And then it's oh here we come here we come yes I'm like, uh, <laughs> two seconds ago, you said you were done. Make up your mind. Yeah, I get nervous. I can't help it. I'm invested. <laughs> so, yeah. So you're taking Minneapolis, are you? Yeah. No. Right. Then we might as well just go right to the next game. The game of the week that has some of the biggest implements of any game of the week. And this game is exciting. I can't wait for this game. And what sucks is I got my Mauler game, and I don't know how the hell I'm going to watch the Mauler game and watch this game because this game's so awesome. And I know we like to watch each other's games, and all three of these are going to be going on at the same time. So mm-hmm. I'm going to have all three games up, and I'm going to be just click, 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 click. By the time I'm done, my freaking index finger is going to be exhausted. might be in a freaking cast. But we have, we have the six and five. 
Cleveland Vipers, the 6-5 and five Cleveland Vipers. A winning freaking record. They will not finish the season with a losing record. And I know Ronnie's excited about that. No matter what happens, they finish 500. That's good stuff. Yep. And I did and I did state this on the forum. No matter what happens this week, the entire Great Lakes division finishes 500 this week for the season. So, and if Cleveland wins, everybody finishes above 500. Can you believe that? Well, no, I shouldn't say that. If Cleveland wins and Queen City wins, everybody wins above goes above 500. But if both Cle- Queen City and Cleveland lose, they both go to six and six. But the entire division is 500 or better, and I think that means that division is tough as hell. But in any case, six and five Cleveland Vipers are at the seven and four Sioux Falls Sparrows. This is a week seven rematch that Sioux Falls won 42 to 23. I don't know how much we can read into that, considering that was in week seven, and Cleveland hired their new defensive, our new offensive coordinator, and for week uh, nine, I believe, was when he took over. And uh, I want to mention this because I mentioned it: how you've turned that defense around for uh, San Francisco. It's gone from 15 to eight since you've taken over. When CBT Diggs got hired as the offensive coordinator for Cleveland, they were ranked 14th. They're now number nine. Nice. So he's completely moved them around, moved them around, and, and still Cleveland is the number one ranked defense in the Great Conference. They're still the number one ranked defense in the Great Conference, and now they're starting to click and starting to get the clicking going on offense. Now, to get to what uh, I was saying, Cleveland's number nine. Yeah, I saw him. I was going to mention that here in a second, but. To get to what I'm saying here, Cleveland's number nine offensively now. Sioux Falls is number seven offensively. Defensively, as I said, Cleveland is ranked number five. And Sioux Falls is ranked dead last at 16. Wow. So, I'm going to say this. I found this to be some interesting stats, and I really want to go into this game more than most of the other games because I think this game has a lot of Oh, crap, what's going to happen? Cleveland has the 11th offense. Sioux Falls has the number five offense when it comes to rushing. Passing, okay, passing now. Sioux Falls is number nine, and Cleveland is number 11. But Cleveland has obviously turned that up in the last few weeks because they've been doing much better. Now, rushing and passing defense. If you look at the passing defense... Okay, Cleveland's number eight. Sioux Falls is 15th. They are seven yards better than D.C., who's the last place team defensively against the pass. So, again, that's number eight versus number 15. When you look at the rushing defense for these two teams, and I've found this to be a very interesting stat, and that is Sioux Falls is 12, giving up 121.1 yards. And the Vipers are number two in the league against the run at 94.9. Nice. And recently, and recently, the Sparrows have been really leaning more on double-A than anything. Mm-hmm. Could that be a backbreaker for them, knowing that Cleveland is pretty dashed darn good against the run? Could be. Because when you really break down this game... 
and you look at the stats, and you look at the figures, and you look at statistics, you can't go against the Vipers. You can't with those numbers. But, based on what the teams have done on the year performance-wise, Sioux Falls stands out more. Mm-hmm. Now, as we've all know, and we've all stated, and it's no no secret, Cleveland seems to be on a whole other level right now than they've been all season. I mean, if you look at their schedule, their only loss was a 20-16 to 16 loss in the last five weeks, and that was against the Mullins. They are 4-1 and one here down the stretch, and they lost 20-16 to 16 to the Mullins. And that was a game that the Cleveland Vipers should have won. I was in that game. I watched that game. If you haven't seen that game, go watch that game. Cleveland scored, and I sat here and said, I can't believe we just lost to the Vipers. Because we had, I believe it was 40 seconds or something left when we got the kickoff and took it down the field for the game-winning score. And it was crazy. How on earth that happened? We got the game-winning score in the final. It was under a minute to go. That's what won us the game. It was nuts. It was absolutely insane. And we stole that victory from them. (laughs) So... They have beaten you, as in the Bulldogs. They beat Queen City. They beat Baltimore. Now they get Sioux Falls. They have played very strong teams here down the stretch. And then when you look at Sioux Falls and what they've done down the stretch, they've lost two of their last three games. They lost to Baltimore in overtime. They lost to the Maulers by 13. And they beat you 24-13. to And they had their hands full in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, the stats and figures and stuff say Go Vipers, go Vipers, go Vipers, go Vipers But like I said, I keep jumping back to What have you done for me whole season? Not lately, the whole season And the Sparrows have been more consistent But I keep getting That that 16th ranked defense keeps scaring me With how on fire Stevie T. Diggs' offense has been And then I look at that freaking offense of Sioux Falls And then I gotta remember what Ronnie's doing defensively, he's he's going to shut somebody down. I don't know if he's going to be able to shut both Tyree down and Ashley Anderson, or if he can. If he can, but if he can't, did Sioux Falls implement the right strategy to implement the implement the right guy to take advantage of what Vipers have defensively that might be their weakness? And that's going to be such a great chess match to watch. That's why this game's so exciting, and it has such great implements towards the playoffs. I mean, the playoffs are, the scenarios are out the freaking mind with this game. I mean, we can see so many different scenarios with this. It's, it's not even funny. I mean, D.C. is going to be watching this game close. They need Cleveland to lose. <laughs> you know, that's if they beat beaten San Francisco prior. So, assume D.C. beats San Francisco. This game is so important because they need Queen City to lose. They need Baltimore to win. They need Cleveland to lose. I mean, it's just mind-boggling the scenarios that have to take place for certain teams. And But I, I don't know where to go. I'm still thinking. This was the game hampering me all week before we got done the show. I don't know which way I want to go here. So, so I can stop rambling. I'll let you say whatever it is you might want to say and what you where your mind might be. I'm going with Cleveland. You just made Ronnie's night. 
I I love Jason. I love what he's doing with Sioux Falls. But when Ronnie and Stevie's doing over there is it's just beyond amazing. It's magic. <laughs> They're on a freaking roll. And I just don't know if Sparrows have, you know, if they have what it takes to, to stop that roll. I just know. You know, that defense, you've been all year long doing that defense and not very great. That offense is what's keeping them. And eventually, it's going to give. It's going to have to. Eventually, you can't keep relying on your offense all the time. It just That's just not how it works. Well, you say it has to give. My question to you is, has it already given since they've lost two of their last three? Yeah, maybe it maybe has started. Yep, that's a good point. Maybe it has started to give. And maybe this game is the one, as they say, that praise the camel's back. So, you know. So I'm yeah, going and to I will say this, though, for Jason and this, the defense. I've had fun with him all season, messing with his defense, telling him he's ranked 16th. And he knows it's all in fun, and we give each other the shit for it. But uh, that being said, it still it has been improving. Despite the 2-3 and three record and what's been going on prior, he's been slowly improving that defense. Because he at one time was like 440-something, I think it was. And going into last week, he was under under 430. So he had brought it down by like 15, 20 yards. And then he ran into the Maulers, and now it's back up above 430. But the point is, he was getting it figured out. And then he ran into the juggernaut, which hurt his his numbers again. But, you know, that's what I said. Look at his team. He's lost to the Maulers twice. He lost to Baltimore, which is one of the better offenses in the league by far. I mean, as I said, if you look at their offense, they're number three. So just to give Jason some credit here, his team... Lost, like I said, to the Maulers twice, who's the number two offense in the league. And then he lost, like I said, here to Baltimore, the number three offense in the league. And then he lost to D.C., and D.C.'s the number four offense in the league. So all his losses are against top five offense. He hasn't lost anybody outside of the top five offensively. And that was the stat that I was looking at earlier, and I'm looking at it now as I mention it to you, and I'm thinking because of that stat I gotta take Sioux Falls to win because they win the close ones but when they're playing against the high powered offenses they can't do it and Cleveland is ranked ninth. and I might be going crazy here I wish I could figure out exactly where Cleveland's ranked over the last three weeks with DBT but because of the history I'm gonna have to go Vipers here or not Vipers uh, Sparrows already I mean, I'm looking, I'm looking at, looking at their numbers here. Uh, the Vipers, they put up 351 yards against the Bulldogs. They put up uh, 488 yards against Queen City, and they put up 400 yards against Baltimore. So they've had back-to-back plus 400 yard games. But I just, I, I have to, I have to do it. I have to. Yeah, I mean, that's back-to-back 400 games, like I said. And if you look at the uh, team leaders and you look at the offense, total offense a game, they're only averaging like a little over 400. The top offenses are well above 400. 
And I mean well above 400. Let me double check that one more time. Make sure I'm not nuts. What that numbers were against uh, Queen City. What note did I say that was? Four. 488 and 400. So that puts you, what, the 444 on average? And then you take the freaking Bulldog game of 351. I'm going to see exactly what that is. I'm going to do the math on that real quick. And then I'll know exactly where he's at. And that's by three games. Okay, in his three games, he's averaging 398.3. 398.3, which would put him number 7 under current numbers of everybody. He'd be under Tallahassee, Queen City, D.C., Baltimore, Minneapolis, and Louisville. So not much better than where they're at overall for the season. So, yeah, I guess I can I can feel comfortable in taking the Sparrows because of that. But it's going to be a fun one to watch. Yeah, it is. Right. And it looks like I'm in effing problems taking the Sparrows as well. And, of course, as you said earlier, Ronnie said the Vipers will win, and you can bank on it. This this game is nuts. I wish I could change the pick em rules just for this week, just for that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My wife just texted me and said, I'll be home in five minutes. She was at work, and I think she went to the store. And I watched her text me back and say, can you come out and help Carrie? No, yeah. But, uh, speaking of numbers, defenses, and offenses, I'm going to mention this small little tidbit of fact that I came into by looking over some things tonight. And it's nothing too greatly important, but there's only two teams in the entire league that are allowing over seven yards per play for this the whole season. And that's not just running, that's not just passing, that's just overall. They're allowing seven or more yards. Just two teams. Do you think you can name them? I have no clue. I don't know if anybody listening, watching on the chat can answer that question without looking who the two teams are that give up seven or more yards every play on average on the year. But... I found it to be rather interesting. So I'm going to give it about a minute and see if anybody chimes in. If not, I'll tell you who they are. And the one team's allowing exactly seven yards per play. The other one is allowing 7.3 yards per play. The other 14 teams in the league are all under seven yards. Well, So I just found it interesting when I, when I looked at this. Nope, neither neither the Maulers nor the Sparrows, neither one. So, I'll say in ten seconds. Arg, who the hell's Arg? <laughs> he said Arg, what's Arg? I think he's saying Arg, he couldn't figure it out. Oh, what the heck? Arg? Frank, what the hell are you talking about? Oh, ugh. He's a, he's uh, a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> Queen City. Well, he said Oregon. Now he comes back with Queen City and the Dragons. Okay. Not Queen oh, City. Not, not Queen City, but yes, the Dragons are one of the two teams. They allow exactly seven yards per play. 
And the other one is Santa Fe, who allows 7.3 yards per play. And the only reason why I found it interesting is because that's the two teams that played for the championship last year, and they're the two teams this year giving up the most yards on average per play. Wow. It shows you how things can change. And so, and that's something that you might be able to sit there and smile about coming into this week, knowing you're playing them. <laughs> you're playing them, and it's like, hey, can I take advantage of that seven yards per average? You know? Yes, exactly. Very interesting. I just, I just, I don't know. Like I said, some people be like, okay, big deal. I, to me, I found it interesting. I'm a, I'm a numbers guy when it comes to things like that. Mm-hmm. And. I just try to I break a lot of things down. You know how I am and when it comes to oh, real sports. Oh, I know how you are. You know, and I break, I break down players like it's going out of style, you know. And I'll, I'll say that. I'll mention that here on the air. I am trying my best, ladies and gentlemen, to use this game to break down information the way I do real football players in real life. Now, what I mean by that is they might sound like I'm tooting my own horn, but Dwayne Drew's on the call with me, and he can testify to this stuff. When it comes to, well, I don't want to talk about NFL in this air, but I'm going to mention it here. If <laughs> I see a player in college, and I'm a big college guru guy, I think I'm smarter than most of the freaking guys who are getting paid to do this shit, but I'll mention players to him, and he'll be like, Who? From where? What's his name again? What was that school again? And he's like, okay. And he thinks I'm fucking nuts. Because he's never heard of the guy. He's never heard of the team. Well, I shouldn't say the team. That's not fair. Never heard of the guy and and what's going on. And then, what is it? Half the time, six months, maybe more, all of a sudden you hear the so-called experts. experts Blah, 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 blah. blah. Wait, you were already telling me this how many months ago. Mm -hmm. And you don't hear about him anywhere. Case in point this year, Carson Wentz. I've been telling you about Carson Wentz for over two years. And Paxton Lynch, I was telling you about him for about two years as well. And they're two of the more hyped quarterbacks coming into this year's draft. So, that being said, it it cracks me up how these so-called experts don't know what they're talking about. And I've touched on it a little bit the the other one show we did. I said Trent Richardson would be nothing but a bust. Eddie Lacy would have a pretty decent career. And T.J. Yeldon would be the best of the three. And that was the trio when they were out Alabama all together. And you were like, okay. Because everybody thought I was nuts. Because Trent Richardson was such a beast. <laughs> and I've mentioned that Henry, who's entering the draft this year, will not be an NFL stud. But I'm not going to be surprised if he gets drafted second or third round. And it becomes a solid goal line back, somebody you put on there just to beat a defense up late in the game. You know, he's going to have an important role to somebody's offense if he gets picked. I just don't see him being a high-profile running back. Um, and, you know, and and Jared Goff, I've told you from jump, Jared Goff's going to be a bust. We'll see how that works. <laughs> but that being said... Everybody else loves it. That being said, I use that to scout players in this game the way I do in real life because that, to me, is the one thing that's always made all pro football more special than Madden. Is Madden had players who had ratings of 76, 99, this, that, and the other. Can you imagine sitting there 
talking about a player. Pick pick any player if you don't mind for me there. Just name a guy that that you would love to talk about. As far as what NFL? NFL, an NFL player. NFL? Anybody you'd want to talk about? Prime, you know, maybe a legend from all pro football, even anything. Hey, uh, pick a guy. Pick a guy who's in all pro football that was also in a Madden game. And then I'll show you why I think this game is so much more special. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Let me think. Let me think. I gotta think who's on the game. Well, everybody likes to talk about quarterbacks, so we can talk about yeah. Dan Marino. I was just gonna pick him. Okay. Yep. Let's just say Dan Marino, for example. Has anybody ever came to you and said Dan Marino is a good quarterback? Of course they have. Mm-hmm. And have they ever talked about, oh my goodness, the way he would just have that freaking rocket arm and just, and the ball just came out like a shot. It was like a laser. Yep. <laughs> I've heard those exact analysis before. That sounds like somebody's talking about the ability of a rocket arm and the ability of a laser arm, which happened to be in the game. Yep. Did you see how he came back in the fourth quarter and won those games? Fourth quarter comeback. Fourth comeback. Just to be in the, in the game. They talk about a player's individual abilities. Have you ever had anybody sit down and talk to you in Madden terms and say, boy, that damn Reno, that guy had 93 freaking pass accuracy in his career, and his his arm strength was 98. Oh. What? Is that? Never what? really like that, yeah, never, not like that. Yeah, nobody ever talks to you in numbers like that. Like, they use in Madden, but they talk to you about it in abilities. You know, and that's just, and to me, that's just something that separates this game. So, I sit here and I try to figure out players' abilities while watching these games to say, hey, this guy has this ability, that guy's got this ability, and I'm thinking, I'm talking defensive guys since I'm running the offense for the Renegades. And I try to manipulate the defense by going against their strengths and attacking their weaknesses. You know, and and like I said, I've seen improvements in the offense since I've taken over. Frank's given me a nod of approval. He agrees. I've only got the one win, but hey, I'm hoping, in all intents and purposes, that this, the playbook I submitted this week was my last one for the Renegades. I'm, you know, and Mike's not going to take that offensively because he knows what my ultimate goal is. But if it's not, it's not. But he knows I'm leaving him with a solid blueprint to build off of for next season. And it was, like I said earlier in the show, it's been an honor to help him out. And it's going to be an honor to help him build that team next year, whether I'm there or not. And I did tell him, if everything goes the way I want it, I'm hoping he builds off what I've built for him, and I get to see him in a championship game next year. <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, I think I think the league is awesome because of the fact that we use abilities and not numbers. Yeah, I agree. I think the wife came home, and I'm on. Hunt to see if she's here. <laughs> so, yeah. So, if you want to speak on anything, go ahead. Uh, where do I start? I wasn't going to say anything, but this has been bugging me all day. Ever since I saw this. 
person on the on the message boards, forums, whatever you want to call them, calling himself CEO, CEO. You want to take shots at my guy? That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. I'm, I mean, I'm a little upset because I mean, you've admitted you're new to this game and uses it, so you have no idea how the abilities work and how this game works. So to say my guy sucked all year long, maybe he did, but at the same time, all these guys in this league know the abilities is what kills you. And so having said that, yeah, go ahead. Take shots to me, that's fine. But when you get on here and suggest that the SFL needs to change, needs to update, needs to do other stuff like this, you're, even though you're saying you're not, in my personal opinion, you're taking shots at the league. You're taking shots at the guys that helped build this league. You're taking shots at Cam, who, who's busted his ass for how many years to do this. You know, for guys like Ronnie that's helped, for Destro that helps, DR Sim, all these guys that helped and busted their ass to get this league to where it is now. And then you come in saying, oh, we need to do this to make more fans. We need to do this. This coming from a guy who, under my understanding, talking to different people who have talked, you don't even own the game. So how could you even come in here and suggest this, this, and this and try to get a team? No, you don't even have the game. Yeah, I took that personal. When, especially when he took it to the league like that. that. I mean, come on. All of us in here are passionate about this league. We love this league, or we wouldn't be here. And to say that, oh, we, he's going to change, it doesn't have, let's see, what exactly does he say? Uh, trust me, feel and authenticity is better. It doesn't have this authentic. What the hell are you talking about? There's not many leagues out there like the SFL, so I don't know what your deal is. But I, I'm pretty upset about that. I, I want guys to chime in uh, in, the, they're in the chat or who wants to call in and chime in about this because this has got me pissed off. Uh, I mean, that's the problem his post. Yep, he, he said he wasn't feeling that either. I, I, I did. I literally felt that he was taking shots at the league. You know, and then when he posted, oh, I'm going to start this new rumor thing and this and that, and then right away my guy's the first guy you jump on? Okay. Really? Dude, I'm not the guy to piss off. You know, and like I said, for a guy who's basically new, does not have the game, so really has no clue just what he's seen, I don't – I think what can – and the board of directors and everybody else behind the scenes are doing is freaking awesome. These guys have jobs, they have lives, and yet they put in how many hours every week to give us the product that we love? You know? And all of us know Cam has been having some internet problems. That's driving him crazy because he feels he's not giving us the product that we deserve. I think he's still doing a damn good job with what he's got. But for people who's not in here all the time and just finding this for the first time are going to say, oh, look at this and look at that. Unless you've been here long enough to understand how things work, you cannot make comments like that. That is, you know, and I've seen where somebody posted, you know, are you just, 
you have your own site and you're just trying to make us look bad and this and that. Honestly, from reading everything, doesn't surprise me. Would not surprise me if that's how it is. This guy's got his own thing he's trying to do, and he's trying to discredit the SFL. Cam went on there, was a bigger man. I saw what he posted. Said, oh, it's not like this, not like that. Okay. So, I don't know. I don't know. What you guys chime in here and you tell me what you think. I agree. I agree, Gessmore. He he came off as being critical about the league, but he doesn't really know the deal, so he's coming off very – yes, he is. He's coming off very bad. It's – you know, like I said, I took that as a shot to the league because, I mean, that's just – that's bull crap. Because I I know what – just from talking to the guys that are behind the scenes here and there on Facebook and other stuff, I know what these guys do. You know, it took me a while to understand, but I'm understanding more and more of what it takes. And these guys, like I said, these guys have lives. They have families. They have jobs. They have, you know, and they're doing the best they can with what we got. You know, and people got to understand, with this game, these guys had to go in there and – explicate and change things to be able to do what they're doing now. You ain't going to see nobody do that for Madden. I guarantee it. Nobody's going to take the time to say, hey, let's try to go in here and change this to make it better. These guys was fed up, took the time to change this to make it better for people to have fun and then to have a new guy come in and basically say, oh, you suck, without actually you know trying to say it. And then cover that by going, oh, that's not what I meant. I didn't need that. You either threw it or you didn't. It's, it's, you know, that's just how it is. You know, there's none of this bullshit of, oh, I didn't say this and I didn't do that. No. You ripped into the league and now you're trying to cover your tracks. That's how it is. So you're basically saying it sounds like somebody who's, no offense, but, and you know they mean to offend you when they say it. Exactly. Is that how you feel about that? I do. I, I, that pissed me off. I knew it bothered and I'm not gonna lie. I did take I did take a little offense because he had to pull my guy out first. Well, this guy sucks. Needs to be out of San Francisco right now. Really? Have you been here all year long? Have you seen what that damn team went through? And you're gonna really? <laughs> if it was real life, that team would have gone through what we've actually gone through here in real life. And real, if it was the NFL, those guys would have done exactly what they're doing. It would have fell apart and wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been a very good season because nobody would want to be there. Nobody would want to do anything. And so, really, learn what the SFL is all about before you run your mouth. Don't come in here trying to say, oh, you need to change this, you need to change that. And then go in here and say, I'm going to – I want to start an SFL fantasy league. What do you think? I want to start this. What do you think? I want to do this. We got another caller if you want to let him on. Maybe Destro can calm me down a little bit. Maybe he can throw something in here. All right, let me get to the computer. I was actually. I apologize. You know, got on my soapbox there and I'm going off a little bit, but I honestly, I felt that was bullshit. I will bring him on the call and I will mute myself. Like I said, I'm helping the 
wife put away the groceries. I knew she'd be home here in a minute. All and right. You guys can interact on this, and I'll just listen while I do this. All right, brother. Hey, Destro, you're on, buddy. Hey, man, what's going on, gentlemen? I just came in the house, man. I've been busy all day. Uh, you know, I'm moving from Pennsylvania to Virginia. I'm going back and forth and killed a whole tank of gas in a day. So, uh, so I walked in, man. What's 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 going on? What's some, I mean, what's 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 the deal? Somebody talking smack? This guy gets on the forums and he starts. This is his his uh, his post that he started. He says, "Do you guys think it's time for the SFL to update?" What the hell are you talking about? They're updating all the time. And then he goes in to say, "What are your thoughts on the SFL?" Upgrading its infrastructure. That has already started. They're already doing the best they can do. It says a lot of people stay away from the SFL because it just doesn't look the part. What the hell? What does he want? Because honestly, I think the SFL is great. The website is good. I, there's a few things that could be added, but other than that, in my opinion, but other than, it's it's perfect for what it is. This league is perfect for what it is. You know, I'm just, I know you guys are making change. You're doing what you can. But good Lord. You know, and then he goes into saying, trust me, feeling authenticity is better. But if the SFL wants to expand, what do you think about the next move should, should be? I mean, what do you want? You want to come in here and take over? I mean, I'm not sure what so the hell this so, so what? So, so he's asking questions. And he's talking about changing the infrastructure. Was he very detailed or specific as in what the, you know what he what he thought? I mean, what, what you know what was he doing? Was he just trying to brainstorm or or he was just taking shots? I, he took that and then and he says, well, honestly, since I love this platform as it is, but I know soon changes may need to be afoot. Changes may help owners control teams better, which means more owners will want to join as well as players. Customization is the key, but down the road, if customization does not come along, there won't be much of an excuse to not upgrade. Other games cannot compare to this sim nature of 2K and SFL, but what are your thoughts? The well, whole thing has me just – I'm, I'm baffled. I, I don't know what he's asking. I don't understand what he's trying to say. They, they, I, I don't. Well, uh, I mean, if you can send me a link, man. If you can, send me a link to my Facebook page. I mean, to my Facebook account, and then I'll take a look at it. Because, you know, I mean, for what it sounds like, he's inquiring. And, but at the same time, he doesn't He doesn't, uh, no, He doesn't. doesn't know much. He basically shooting in the dark. That's what it sounds like to me. Because you want to talk about infrastructure, I mean, we all put in work in our own our own way to make this league run. And exactly. I mean, he want to sit down, talk to me. I'll dissect some th- some things to his head. I'll, I'll make his head spin. He be like, "Huh?" You know. And so, you know, I, you know, you know what they say about opinions and stuff. I mean, he it sounds like, you know, it kind of reminds me of a person who who's in training, and then 
for a job, but then instead of trying to sit down and learn the job and before, you know, learn a job and master, or not necessarily master, but at least understand the company's philosophies, policies, procedures, they want to go in there on day one without knowing Jack. They want to start changing things, implementing policies. Like, hold on now. You don't even understand this company's policies and procedures. How can you come in here and try to regulate and change things? We don't even know what the company's mission statement is. And, and so that's what guys, it sounds like. Go yeah, ahead. Guys have posted what you're saying. Guys that are in the league have posted exactly what you're saying. You, know, you have no clue what you're talking about. This is how this works. And, yeah, and then he gets on there later. Why is everybody being so defensive? Maybe because you've been, maybe without trying, you took a shot at the entire SFL. Yeah, I mean, he, like, he don't want to come at me sideways because – you know, first thing I tell him, you can kiss my black ass. Excuse my language. I'm sorry. Didn't want to pull that. Right. You know, right. that's, the, the dark, the dark lord slipped out. I apologize, Mister Nickens. I know you're listening. I'm sorry. Dark lord slipped out for a moment. You know, the alter ego that I have. But for the most part, it, it, it's you know, episode. We'll, we'll let it slide. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's uh, it, it's like I say, it sounds like a kid or maybe a little young adult who just for ideas, but once again, he should know the inner workings of the of uh, of this league. You know, he needs to know understand how it works. If you want to sit down and talk to me, I can tell him from my you know what I do. You know, all the tedious work that I put in, and then okay, what about Frank? Uh, you know, Frank. You know, from casting, you know, he's creating the documentary. He's doing his part. You know, you got Kyle who who Kyle Walsh who designs this, uh does the logos and and does uh you know recaps and all that stuff for camp. You know, you got you know now you have the board of directors, you know, everyone's putting in work in their own little way. You know, some people got their niche. My niche is the hacks part. You know, I can't do uh I can't do the what do you call it, you know, graphics and, and do documentaries. I mean, <laughs> if you had me do a documentary SFL, it'd be a bootleg the trunk, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Cam, Cam did go in and he chimed in. You know, he says, he's, Cam says, you know, I don't feel people are defensive. They're just real passionate about the SFL. When somebody comes in here and starts, you know, saying kind of what you said, you know, they're going to jump on you. Yeah, I mean. You know, I, like I said, I just took it as a shot to the league. You know, and then, of course, you know, he posted some other things where he took a shot at, you know, my guy, which pissed me off. That got me going. And then... What do you, what do you say about your guy? Oh, that San Francisco, she should get rid of him now. He sucks. He's been terrible all year. I'm like, yeah, everybody knows that. But at the same time, everybody who's been in this league also knows what this team's gone through all year long. I'm like, what the hell? And then he gets on there and he's... I mean, he was busy today. He was like, oh, I want to start an SFL fantasy league, and I want to start this, and I want to start that, and I want to do this. And I'm like, dude. I mean, Once again. Not even, <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, he's not even part of the league yet. He's not, he's not a player. He's not an owner. He's nothing. But he's got his app in the B stuff. And I've talked to different people who've talked to him, and from what I understand, this guy doesn't even have the game. How are you going to be an owner if you don't even have the game? You've got to have the game to be an owner. I understand being a player because you really don't need the game for that. But if you're going to be an owner or a coach, you've got to have the game or you have no clue what's going on. I'm you like, got to have. 
My bad. Go ahead. I just, I just don't get it. I mean, they kept posting in his post where he's, oh, I'm just trying to get the forums, you know, busy and trying to get the forums and do this and do that. Okay. Okay. He's trying to be. He's trying to be. It's almost like he's trying to play the antagonist role on the on the boards. I mean. You know, which is fine. I mean, you know, I'll do that on Facebook on occasion, you know. But, uh, but what's that noise in the background? That was me. I'm breaking down a box. But I want to say this real quick. I'm going to give the guy the benefit of the doubt and say he's a guy who's legit trying to help. He just doesn't know how to go about it the right way. Well, yeah, that's what it sounds like. I mean, he, he maybe came across as strong and... It kind of hit below the belt, you know. But um, I mean, yeah, like you said, we should give him the benefit of the doubt and see where his head's at, you know. A lot of these guys are so obsessed with Madden. That's all they know is Madden, you know. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, you got 2K, who yeah, the game's almost nine years old, but it's like, oh, what's well, is something else. And this is what we decided to do, you know. Cam decided to use All Pro many years back, and this is what we're running with, and. You know, as I've said many times on here, we don't want to play Madden. We don't want to deal with their foolishness. So we decided to tweak the game to make it beneficial for us. And that's what we've done not only just, you know, for other leagues or personal enjoyment, but also for the SFL. And this guy was coming and, you know, trying to regulate things. No, first thing you need to do, I tell everyone this, who wants to get involved, who claimed to be involved, I say you need or wants to do things. I say first thing you want to do is just hook up with a team, Hook up with an owner, you know, have a conversation with them either over Skype, telephone, Facebook. Do what you gotta do to get your foot, get acclimated with things first before you're trying to make things happen. And like I said, without even reading what he's what these guys are saying, it sounds like like I said earlier, he wants to come in and before knowing the company's policies policies and procedures, he wants to come in and try to change and regulate things. And it's like, well, who are you? You know, you're not gonna you know, you have that Madden philosophy. This ain't Madden. You know, this ain't connected franchise mode. This is SFL. <laughs> like Benny Siegel said, it's state property. You either get down or you lay down. And so he's got options. And yeah. thanks to the yeah, SFL. You know, my comment. But I made a comment where Mad League are completely different from what we're doing here at the SFL. So, you know, like I said, maybe that's what he was used to, the Madden stuff. This, and then he's trying to make the, you know, what if we do this and – we're not Madden. We're not. We're well, never going to be anything like Madden. It's that's not what it, that's not what this is about. I want to mention that well, we what? got Frank in the chat. Uh, Ronnie Nickens is in the chat. I'm in effing problems in the chat, and they're all in agreement with what's being said here on the air. I can tell you that. Right, my my laptop crashed, so I can't. It's doing something now. I can't see the chat room, but. You know, but yeah, this is yeah. We, like I said, we all put our own little work, and it seems like this guy just don't know all the little nuances that goes on with this, you know, with this operation. You know, we all put our own little work, and Cam is the big dog. He's the one who, you know, he has to facilitate and oversee things and handle business. And you know, like I said, this guy he's probably obsessed with Madden, and you know, I wouldn't try to take it personal. I mean, I know, we, like I said, we we all get into our little moments, you know, I, especially me. I'll try to take a dig at someone if, you know, I feel they're trying to take a shot at me for, you know, with my skills and my well, knowledge well, in this game. Well, let's have a little fun. You and Dwayne Drew are on the call right now taking shots at each other. You're playing this week. Go ahead, take shots. 
Oh, oh, see, I'm, you know what, man? I'm speaking on that just real quick. I didn't even realize. Now check this out. I knew that Queen City and Cleveland had to lose, and then we had to win. Now I was at the bar about an hour ago, and I had to look on that message uh, board. And now I didn't even notice, but now Baltimore has to win too. So we got four scenarios got to happen for us to get the playoffs. So we got to win. Baltimore got to win. Cleveland, uh, Cleveland, and and uh, and Queen City got to lose. And I'm just shaking my head like, man, ain't this a bitch, man? This is bullshit. <laughs> but you know, hey, you but still you know hope. what? Yeah, there's still hope, you know. But you know, we put ourselves in this situation, this predicament, and. You know, we do the best we can. The main thing is that we win. You know, all I ask is that we win so we can finish 6-6. Six and six. You know, I think we have a pretty good game plan. Um, you know, of course, the main the main goal is to run the ball. I can't stand when my quarterback decides to run the ball. You know, last game, Snowden rushes for 170 yards in the first half on 14 carries. The second half, he rushes for 21 yards, and it wasn't because he was getting shut down. Is because our quarterback decided, I guess his feelings are hurt. He got a softy and still didn't get all the glory, so he wanted to try to be Joe Montana. <laughs> Looking like Joe Montana instead, throwing an interception and going and ran that back to the touchdown. The sad part, I saw it, but he threw it. I was like, well, interception. So, like I said, I think it's going to be a tough game. San Francisco, some of San Francisco, it's like they, it's always a close game. Even the first game, we threw five interceptions. Three went to the goal quarterback. I mean, cornerback uh, Ivan Mixon. You know, we were down. It was 17-3 in a minute and a half left in that game, and we scored two quick touchdowns. Or it was 17 to nothing. Like, I can't remember which one. It was. I can't remember which. No, it was 17. It was one of them. Either way, it was, yeah. it was 14 nothing. We tied it up, and then yeah, it was 17 threw, to nothing. Yeah, 17 nothing or something. I can't remember, but basically, y'all won the game. That's what matters, and. You know, and so that's what's going on. So the main thing for us is that we have to win and everything else has got to fall in place. If they do, great. If not, you know, well, you know, it is what it is. We'll chalk it up and we'll we'll, we'll be better next season. Bulldogs went to half 17 to nothing. Uh, Dragons got a field goal to make it 17 to three, and that was the only score in the third quarter. Then you guys hit two touchdowns. Uh, Boswick with 158 to go, and then Greg Corky scored with 24 seconds to go, and San Francisco went 39 yards on three plays to get in field goal position and kicked a 47-yard field goal with one second on the clock. There you go. That's yep. That's what happened. <laughs> and that was the and that, and thing is, I didn't even finish watching that game. That was the game to where it was snowing outside, and I got so mad that we threw five interceptions oh, I that. outside. Yeah, I started shoveling. That. <clears throat> that's it. I'm going to go shovel some snow. I yep. Yeah, that. I remember that. They ain't finished watching the game, man. <laughs> yeah, because I I went back and saw like the recap on on the on the that stats on what happened. I didn't want to watch the replay. I still haven't watched that game fully. I said I refuse to. You know, throwing five interceptions, smoking crack that day or something. So he must have been hanging out with Skeletor P. Funk. I guess so. <laughs> but uh. Well, yeah, so I think this is going to be a close game. I think we're going to pull this out by three points. It's not going to be a blowout. None of our games have been blowout. We got what once against Baltimore. That's because we lost Snowden after two plays, and then that was a wrap. And we lost to the Maulers by 12 the second time around. Other than that, most of our games are seven points or less. So, 
No, so I think it'll be close, and we'll pull this out by three points. But you know, we just gotta hope that everybody else, you know, does their part. Now, I don't even know who who does Baltimore play next week. Uh, depends on how the playoffs shake out. No, I'm talking about their last <clears throat> game of the season. Oh, who's Baltimore playing this week? Yeah, I even I check. Yeah, they're at, I believe I'm going to say they're at home, but I want to double check. Yeah, they're at home against NYC. Well, that makes me feel a little better. No offense, NYK. I'm sorry, man. But, you know, makes me feel <laughs> a little better. So, I don't know, man. I got this funny feeling. Queen City going upset the Marlers. I don't want them to because I need them to lose, but I got this funny feeling. Funny feeling? There's no better way yeah, to man, that. Just, that ain't happening. Yeah, well, reason why is because we need him to lose. And since I need him to lose, they're going to win. That's why I'm saying it. You know, and that's Sioux Falls Cleveland game. That's not a gimme for Sioux Falls. I, I think that can go either way. Oh, yeah, we had fun breaking that one down. Now, who's home that game? Sioux Falls. All right, that makes it a little better, but yeah, it can go either way. So. Yeah. Hopefully they can run some tight F trips, you know, spread those linebackers out, you know, they got three linebackers on the tight F trips. Hope you can catch them in the man, catch since them in the zone a little bit. Since you, you got on out. late, since you got on late, I'll give you a quick, quick rundown on what we said about that game. <clears throat> that is Cleveland has the number five defense in the league, the number one defense in the conference. Uh, Sioux Falls is still riding the last ranked defense in the entire league. Could that play a part? And then Sioux Falls has the seventh offense, and Cleveland was 14th, and because of Stevie T. Diggs' offense, they've now jumped all the way to number nine in three weeks. So is his offense doing that well that he can take advantage of the 16th-ranked defense? Is basically what we brought it down to that's going to be the, the big key. Mm. So... They got to stop that goal. They got to that goal. That goal wide receiver, Scott King, man, he just, man, he's on fire, man. That dude can't. That dude can't drop a pass. He can't pay someone to drop a pass. (laughs) Yeah, I talked to Stevie uh, last night. In fact, asked him how he felt about this game, and his exact words were, "Every week, I'm afraid I'm gonna lose," (laughs) because he he's still learning. Each week, he's still learning. And each week he feels he hasn't put in enough to win, but he keeps winning. But he's not getting overconfident, which I like. You know, so he still hasn't yeah. even submitted his uh, playbook, I don't think, yet. Because he was telling me about it last night that he's gone through several different changes, several different options. And then I told him, I said, don't overthink it. You don't want to overthink it and take yourself out of it. But he doesn't want to let Ronnie down and blow their chance here that he's even posted on Facebook he's calling off work sometime this week so he can finalize the playbook. I was like, you crazy. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. That's called dedication because everybody knows me. I love SFL, but I love my money and paying these bills better. He you posted know. on there because somebody said, ain't that a little crazy to do da-da-da? And then his, uh, his reply was, hashtag dedication is real, I think he said. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, that's how I was, I, it's, it's, you got to be that way. I mean, that championship last year, that championship, last season, that championship week, you know, I'm sitting there at work. 
I'm watching I'm watching games from at work on breaks on the, on the office computer. I got both computers playing, man. I'm looking at everything. I'm, I ran every single uh, game that Santa Fe played last year, and I was just like watching it and watching it and watching. It. I was like, nope, I ain't no be no fade routes in that. It'll be all nothing but it'll be true West Coast, no deep balls. It would be straight short passes, slants and all because there ain't no way I'm gonna be throwing bombs on two goal safeties. Hell no. And it worked out, you know. We 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 scrapped it out, and we won at the very end, the last few seconds of the game, just like we did the other night against Queen City, and you know we won the championship. So yeah, that's what he, that's what that's what that man's got to do, man. You got to just look and, and constantly do watch game film just over and over again, you know. So yeah, good luck to him. But like I said, man, I ain't calling off work for it. Nah, I'm all about my money. Um, I'm trying to get his his uh, Facebook account now to see what he wrote exactly, because I was getting a kick out of that today. Let me see here. There he goes. Calling off work sometime this week. I have a playbook that's due. Uh, Michael Irvine and Shane Varner both like the post. Uh, T Pat replied with hashtag priorities. Hashtag hope my boss isn't on Facebook. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> he, Shane Varner was like, hope my boss. Is not a player too, lol. And then Stevie wrote, "Ha!" And then he goes, "He is, but only knows me by my is my is my Facebook account for the league, not his real account. So he doesn't even know who the hell Stevie T Diggs is." Then Chris Davis, the former coordinator, said, "Just to ask, ain't that a little risky? Besides that, you are getting paid to work." And then that's when he replied, "With the dedication is real." <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. See, he he can afford to call off work because this fool works at Kellogg's. And they've been busting his ass to the bone because he's been pulling double shifts for like a month straight. He works at least 16 hours every day, four days a week. At least four days a week. So, I mean, if you take, what, 16 hours, four days, he's getting 64 hours a week at least on a minimum. Because he did 16 hours, and then he did an 18-hour back-to-back. That's crazy. So, he's making his money. (laughs) So... That's crazy. All them damn hours is nuts. I like my money and I like to get paid, but I don't think I could be pulling doubles like that. I'd be done. I'd be falling out somewhere. I'd be punching little teenage kids in the face like Cat Williams and shit. (laughs) Did we lose everybody or something? Well, here, Destro said just lost the signal. He said, my bad, I thought I was hurt. I lost the signal. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But I will say this. I'm going to say this for you. Good luck to to D.C. because they're going to need it because we are going to bring everything we can bring and try to to crush their dreams. Dream crushes. I'm I'm hoping. I'm hoping we get get that that win. <laughs> Must have lost the signal again. You uh, think with today's technology, we wouldn't have to worry about the signal? <laughs> yeah, you would think, huh? Sheesh. I don't know, maybe his uh, phone. Who knows where he's at? If he's going back and forth, I went down if he's going through the mountains or something. Yeah. If there is full of mountains, who knows? 
<laughs> he said he wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, hell. So, we'll see how this episode goes off. There he is. He's back on. Alright, we'll see if signal holds up this time. Bring him back in. There we go. And he's back. Yeah, sorry about that, John, man. Just oh, signals right. going in and out and stuff, man. So, oh, yeah. But no, I'm not driving right now. I'm, pre- I'm pretty much uh, I'm back at the apartment. Just getting stuff cleaned up, man. You know, like I said, I got to move. So, yeah, it's busy days. But we're going back to um, what, you know, that guy, you know, dedication, man. It's, it's, it's required. You know, I, I was doing ch- uh, playbook changes at work. You know, for both Queen City games, I'm sitting there doing playbook, playbook changes at work, putting stuff in. Some of the plays I had memorized, I got pictures of it. You know, you know some of them I got hand drawing, you know, what they look like. Some of them I use my phone to take pictures of the, on my cell phone, or I use my uh, my game catcher device to take pictures of plays, and I got them on my computer so I don't have to be in front of the Xbox to uh, to make changes. So, um, but yeah, that's... uh. You got to do what you got to do. So, yeah, it's messed up because, you know, we're on the clock and our bosses pay us to, you know, to make sure we're doing our job. And But, you know, a little bit of SFL not going to hurt anybody. So, so I said, yeah, but like I said, good luck to you guys. I mean, you know, like I said, I, I don't know how you're going to call it. I, you know, obviously you're going to pick your team to win, but... I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to go down to, not like the last game, but it's going to, it's going to be a one-score game, three points or less. That's my call. Because I don't know if you watched last year's game. <clears throat> we went out to San Francisco and played down. That was a great game. It was back and forth. It was a high score in the first half, and then it kind of chilled afterwards. But, you know, it was it was a great game, and we lost the game. But, you know, but yeah, it was, it was a great game. San Francisco, for some reason, they got that knack for – you know, the people they're supposed to beat, they don't. And teams that they're not supposed to beat, they do beat. So. Now, you mentioned uh, you're calling it to be three points or less. So my question to you is this. How many interceptions does Zuli throw? He's going to at least get one in. That's just, I'm, I'm, I'm giving him. He, he always throws one. I, I'm convinced. I gotta give him one interception. That's just that's just the way the game is. He might even throw two with that goal uh, corner, you know. And I, cause I ain't gonna lie, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna go and test him. I figured the last game, let's just roll with it. So we're gonna test him. We'll see if I miss him on, you know, see if he make another episode of Playmakers on our hands. So that's how he made it last time. We threw three picks to him. So. We'll see. Like I said, I put a lot. I took a, I took 19 pass plays out, only one run. I added what maybe 11 run plays in. So yeah, I, I, I want to run the ball and pound the ball. And but you know we'll see. We'll see what happens. What's probably going to happen? Snowden will go all the first half. The second half, you might as well just drop him off at Wisconsin Avenue somewhere because he won't be found. In the second half. Last two games has been that way. Okay, so we'll just have to ready. wait and see. You know what he's bringing at you. What's that? I said, now he knows what you're going to bring at him. 
Yep, there's no need to lie. And, you know, so, yeah, I mean, I say it every I week. Hoping, I was hoping you'd say that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. It's going to run it down your throat, and that's it. I'm not going to no, no need to lie. I mean, why lie? We all know what we're going to do. We know who the heart and soul of the team is on the offense anyway. You know, I want to run, I want to run strong power. I want to run, you know, Snowden. Occasional swing pass, not 99 like some other teams. You know, we're going to occasional swing pass here and there, and and that's that. Ain't nothing fancy. Why lie to each other? Keep it 100. There you go. So, yeah. So, anything else going on, gentlemen, before we get off this phone? Um, not too much. Then we've covered a lot already again tonight. Oh yeah, last week I missed last week. And that was the wrong week. Cause <clears> I was just tired, man. I was just worn out. And I was just like, dang, going. And I missed out. Yeah, I had a high level come up on the show. I didn't know he was coming. And uh, that was just, that was a secret. That was good stuff, man. Get him on the show. And uh, yeah, that was that was a pretty good show. We had a lot of people call in that night, man. Yeah. A lot of people chiming in in the chat. Yeah, yeah great. That was good. Yeah, they had to hear me talk forty five minutes. I mean, about time somebody filling for me. For we got decided to take off. Did you get a chance to listen to that show back yet? Yeah, I listened to it. Yeah, I listened to it uh, the next day. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, nobody knew he was coming on the air. I mean, even. You know, I mean, even Dwayne Drew, who's here on the phone with us, he, oh, he just called, he he called me. All, yeah, all, all he did was call me and says, uh, I got a special guest. You won't believe it. Wait till it happens. I'm like, okay. okay. You're not going to tell me? He goes, no. I'm like, no, hell. Dad, he won't even tell the host. That's like some old Tony Schiavone, Bobby Heaton type of shit back in WCW. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know? I wasn't going to tell the ham and egger what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, now I'm a ham and eggs, really. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. We'll do that way. We'll, we'll see you do this show by yourself next week. <laughs> well, like uh, I said, that, was, that last week was a good show. Man, I wish I would have wish I would tuned in, but like I said, y'all, y'all did a hell of a job. Y'all didn't need me. You had the mind, and, and you had uh, Mr. <clears throat> Mickens, you know, the general. He called, and you know, that's good stuff. I'm glad Hobo came on and basically. Uh, you know, told explain a little bit more detail and, and more in depth about the editor and what it can and can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed that uh, he asked you, and I haven't talked to him in like a week and a half, but uh, I noticed he asked you all, you know, if, if we were using the uh, ratio, the run and pass ratio. The answer is no, because the, the way the way the editor, that new version editor is, I have to start everything over from scratch. I can't use the file that I made, the SFL rosters from the previous version of the editor. I can't use that because I tried already, and the coaches' names don't work, the run-pass ratios don't work, the city names, and the, none of that stuff works. So I know next season, if we're going to use the new editor, I'll have to do everything from scratch all over again. Oh, man. So, yeah, and it's for Xbox only. That's the another bummer. So... Yeah, so that's what's... Yeah. Okay. But the way it works is when he does it programming, that's just one way, but when he does it for PS3, a PS3 version, he has to almost, like, speak in reverse, or actually program it in reverse. 
and he was telling me that one time, he was explaining it to me, and I was just like, Dad, going, you know, it's one way, doing it the old school way with the hex code. I learned it so so long that way, and then with the PS3 version, I always have to think in opposite. It's almost like speaking Spanish, you know, everything's opposite. Like, the way Yoda speaks, is you have to think in, in reverse and backwards. So, oh, so, I, so I don't know if he's going to make a PS3 version of the newest version of the editor. I don't know, but for right now, I mean, like I said, if we're going to use uh, that editor next season to where we can able to change the names, because it's great, because I can do it in the hex code, but it's a lot easier just going into the editor and just change the name whatever I want. So I can change the city name, you know, I can change the you know the, the, the team name wherever I want. You can change the stadium name and change your coach name to whatever you want. That run and pass ratio will work. You know those things. Yeah, it's 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 a beautiful thing. But unfortunately, I have to start everything over from scratch. Yep. So wow, that wouldn't suck. <laughs> so yeah, yeah so you know, yeah, which I you know I'll put it at work. So, you know, for that clown or that dude who's in the chat room or in the, on, the, on the boards talking all this stuff, I'm like, okay, well, you know. It's one thing. I remember Quirky said this one time in the chat room because there was somebody else. That, this is last season. Somebody came into the chat room running their mouth and saying, Madden is better. This, you know, it's just, this, this broadcast is whack. And Quirky said one thing. Uh, one thing, it silenced him. He was like, you know, well, if you think you can do it better, you give us a link to your channel and show us how it's done. Nice. You know, I th- you know, I, like I said, I got cats who question me. Like for example, there was a guy on YouTube, my channel. He 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 said, "Well, I, I'm, I created the 2000 Ravens." And he was like, "Well, you made Matt Stover a goal, uh, Matt Stover a goal." I was, almost cut the video off there. I'm like, "Well, why 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 so?" He was a first team All Pro that year. Him, Ray Lewis, and Jonathan Ogden. That's how my criteria is. Your first team All Pro, you're gold. You're a Pro Bowl, you're silver. Anybody else, you're you're bronze and, and and generic, what have you. And he was just going on, on, on. And finally, I just got tired of hearing his mouth. I said, Well, you know what? If you think you can do a better job, show me your web. Give me a link to your website, and then I want you to uh, create your rosters without the, using the editor and without using my tutorial videos. And I ain't hear a word from him since. That's how you shut people down, man. You speak, you know, you don't got to curse and yell at them and, you know, verbally lay the smack down on them. All you got to do is just kill them with logic there and common go. sense. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Give them the truth so. and call it a day. Yeah, that's I right. Say this. Uh, I don't know if you listened to any of the show earlier, but uh, when I was doing, uh, working on the playbook this week, I was talking to Doug there and, I told him, I said, I can't hit this button. He goes, what are you talking about? I said, I cannot hit this send button to send this to Cam. I said, because this could be the last time I get to do this. I said, I don't want to do it. I said, this can't be it. He's laughing at me. He said, I'll just hit the button and send it. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I got, a, I got a little emotional this week, man. I, you know, the play changes I made. I even sent Cam a little note telling him, you know, thanks for letting me in the league and thanks for, you know, uh, Showing faith in me, let me run the team until we found a new owner and all this stuff. I mean, I'll, I I never thought I'd get into all this joining the SFL, but it's been fun. Like I said, man, this stuff is addicting. I love it, man. Like I said, it's, it's, 
that's why I love the SFL. That's why I don't mind putting in this work and I do it and you know, and I do it for free and I don't ask for a dollar because, you know, this helps me. This gets my fix in for all pro. You know, I don't have to it's got the point now to where before SFL, I didn't have to play the game. I would just hex teams all day, tweak them up, you know, do my research, watching game film and giving them the right abilities and the right speed, you know, all that good stuff. And and then that was my fix to where I just occasionally play in a cag just to kind of like, you know, when I'm in the mood to play, I can play it. Mm-hmm. And then SFL came around. It's just like, well, I really, to be honest with you, I, I can't tell you last time. Well, I played, what, two weeks ago? Before that, I'll say about two or three months around Thanksgiving because that's my fix. Because I don't have been hexing teams that much lately. So now SFL is my fix, and that helps me get through with the APF. You know, between SFL and APF in general, it made my Xbox One obsolete. I sold my Xbox at the Xbox One after six months. It just sat here collected dust. The only time I would use the Xbox One was to watch SFL on Twitch. So. Uh. It's almost like, what's the point of having this machine here? I can go sell it to somebody else who's going to utilize the machine instead of the collecting dust. You know, this is all I do. I don't even play games. I, am, I, I got games here. I got, uh, you know, games on my hard drive. I don't even touch them. SFL and APF and the hex and all together, it just, it just took over. It takes over everything. And you've got a sip, you got a, a sense of that, a sip of that when, when, um, when you became, you know, got involved in stuff, you know, because the constant time of having to put in your plays, and then you got to learn how this game operates and hope that, okay, let me find out this play works, that play doesn't work, because you got to, there's certain plays in that game that are broken. And so, and I think NYC got caught a few weeks back. They were running those plays that are broken. We know that they're broken because they're broken even player versus player. But then you see in simulation mode, and this is worse. So, you know, you're 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 you know you're putting in work. You're trying to figure out what works for you all. You're trying to utilize the talent on your team, and it's all about strategies, playing chess. And that's what that's what this game is all about, man. Football in general, anyway, it's about playing chess and add on the video game aspect to it. So. Oh, yeah. and like I said, you, you're going to start playing other games. That's what happened to me. You're going to start playing other games. You're just going to be where the only time you touch his Xbox or your PlayStation is when you're uh, tweaking something for the, for the league. That's it. Oh, yeah. Doug, Doug can back me on this one. Since we've gotten the SFL, and we, we had had some Madden leagues we were doing together, some college stuff we were doing. Yeah, that went to the wayside real quick. Huh. <clears throat> all pro now. Yep, it takes. Yep, it takes over, and then you know, even now, even the game almost nine years old, you'll still see Madden people who never really gave the gave, gave the game a chance, and then they give the game a chance. Like, wow, like I can't believe this game was so is so good. How come I didn't jump on the bandwagon a long time ago? Well, reason why you got caught up drinking that Madden Kool Aid. That's all you knew, you know. I compared to wrestling, you know, back when I was growing up, all you had was, I grew up in Maryland, so all we had was WWE. Next you know, my town got TBS channel. I'm seeing wrestling with black ropes. I mean, what's, what's this NWA? What is this? Road Warriors and and, and, and Sting and Luger. Who are these guys? But then you, you had that WWE or WWF Kool-Aid, but you didn't realize you had other organizations. That's the same thing with Madden. 
you know, you play Madden for so long, and all of a sudden you had this all-pro just sitting there as a gem, you know, but you never gave it a chance because you just naturally hated on it or you just ignored it. And then now that you gave it a chance, you're like, wow, man, look at that. Look at the animations. I mean, yes, all-pro has its glitches. I'll be the first one to acknowledge that. But, you know, it's... You know, I'll say this, and I'll, I'll talk all night, so I'm sorry. Oh, I'll say I'm this. <laughs> I'm not saying this because my team was involved in it. I will say, even if we would lost the game, I would say this. You go back, I don't know if you ever did, but watch the championship game, and especially that last drive. You would never, and I put my whole income tax check on this, or all that's left of it anyway, you know, but I'll put all, I'll, I'll, put money on it that you will never see what happened in that last drive in Madden in any year from the beginning until recent. Never. Mm-hmm. What you saw Thursday night, you will never see that in a Madden game. I defy anyone that says otherwise. I put my money where my mouth is. Quirky making a one-handed catch last Thursday. Or um, or, 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 la- or, or doing a championship game. Quirky catching the ball and then shaking a the dude off and running to the end zone. You won't see that in the Madden game. And these guys got this opportunity. They got newer technology, newer machines, and some reason they can't do anything. They can't do what an almost nine-year-old game can do. And all you got is their they're Madden, but Corky calls them Madden apologists, and they'll defend the game. They'll say, well, oh, it's because of this and because of that. And it's like, man, it sounds like a bunch of piss-poor excuses to me. You know, that going, you watch these Marvel movies and these comic book movies, and they look better than the comic book movies from back in the day, but somehow the the games can't follow the same suit. You know? Yeah. I, I do. I, I, you know, when we first got to you know, learn about the SFL, we were talking about joining, you know, so we're going to get this game, and I'm like, ah. I was like most guys that, you know, played Madden and didn't play anything else. I'm like, I don't know about this. You know, and then when I saw, you know, freaking John Elway was on the cover, I'm like, I, I can't buy this game. Not with him on there. Oh, there's no way. And then I bought it, tried it, and I was like, oh, my God, why didn't I get this before? Well, yeah, I mean, because you're, yeah, you're a Raiders fan, right? I'm a Browns fan. That's the Raiders fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, see that? Yeah, I understand why you don't like that dude. I was never a John Wade. I'm, I'm a Redskins fan. I never I never liked John L. I never cared for him myself. Mm-hmm. That's why I love when Doug Williams whooped that ass, Super Bowl 22, dropped 35 points in the second quarter, which is still an NFL record. You know, even okay. Timmy Smith, he still had the rookie most rushing yards in the Super Bowl. So, you know, yeah, I love that Super Bowl. I was hoping this past season that would happen too. But, you know, I guess Cam was uh, drunk and overthrowing people and intentionally threw that game, but that's another subject for another day. So, um, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I forgot. Oh, okay. I, I forgot. You know, he, he's, a, he's a Broncos fan, so I forgot. My bad, man. I didn't mean to take a shot at your team. It just, I don't know. It's something about Elway. It's something about any any time when the, the media or the NFL in particular promotes some guys the Golden Boy, it, I just that just I can't stand that. It's like Tom Brady's like this fool can do no wrong, man. This dude just farts roses and man and and Chris Collinsworth 
and Skip Bayless, man. They're like the two worst Brady apologists. Oh, my God. Oh my. Especially Chris Collinsworth. It could be Redskins versus Cowboys, and this fool will find a way to bring up Tom Brady's name in the, in the broadcast. Like, come on. Yep. You know, oh, well, he's similar. He plays similar to Tom Brady. No, Kirk Cousin doesn't play like no Tom Brady. No. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what's got me frustrated right now with All Pro is the line, the offensive line is driving me crazy. Well, especially the last well, one. Well, the last game we had, oh, the linemen, like, chose to block the wrong guy on, like, three plays. And those three plays, that's when my guy got sacked. And, I mean, he got crushed. I'm like, oh, when I watched the game over, you know, I watched the slow I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. I said, how did you not block that guy? Like, oh. Yep, man, I'm, I'm telling you, I guess it's one of those things to where, but if you think about it, I mean, if you, Okay, think about it. Is it really the game itself, or is that real life? Think about it. You can't expect a guy to make a play every single time. Even the great ones drop a pass on occasion. You know, Jerry Rice would drop a pass. Wasn't often, but he would drop a pass. You know, so the way I look at it is you can't expect the guy to make the block every single time. I mean, he's going to get beat on occasion. You know, your best corners, except for Dion, you know, will get will occasionally get beat. You know, they, they you know they jumped the route early, or they thought they saw something, and then they get smoked. I mean, it happens to the, it happens. So that's the way I look at it. It's the same thing with the referees. You know, in this game, you know, you look at it as like, okay. Sometimes they go by college rules. One foot in, one foot means um, you 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 it's in. Sometimes you got both feet in, and it's not. And so I'm thinking, okay, well maybe the game is saying, okay, well. Referees can make mistakes too, so and it and it plays out in the game. So, yep. and that's the way I look at it when it comes to the blocking. Because last year, you know, that's when we didn't have Hexing, and we all had to get a bronze, uh, bronze uh, lineman. I had Tony Baselli. You know, I used to call him bitch ass Baselli because he couldn't block worth a damn. And yeah, well, I, I expect my lineman to do better than that because you know. Yeah, believe me, I, I saw him I get all, burnt. I was always a lineman, you know, when I was in high school and everything. That's what I played. I was a lineman, so I expect more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there was times too where I was like, "Why even have a bronze lineman?" You know, that's why I was I was always in Cam's ear. I said, "Man, we gotta get that editor, man. I, I don't want I don't want any damn star lineman, and they can't block. What's the purpose of him?" And Tony Baselli, he has pass coverage. And so I'm thinking, oh, come on, man, you can't block a generic. You made a, gener- a generic dude did a spin move on you and sacking me? And it's just like, come on, man. So, I mean, I remember the one only time I really saw him do anything worth mentioning was against the semifinals against, uh, against Louisville when we did a counter tray with three receivers on that side. And Snowden ran down the field. He had a key block, and, he ran in, and Snowden ran like what, 60, 70 yards for a touchdown. That's probably the only play I know that he stood out. Other than that, he was straight garbage. That's why I understand why NYK, NYK has line. And, uh, what is it, a bronze and a silver on his line? 
I knew right then and there. That, when I was hatching this team, I was just like, man, this ain't going to work. It's not going to work, just the way the game is, you know? Yeah. You really don't need them, especially when, you know, the Santa Fe's uh, set up. They snap, they, you know, it's like one read, boom. You know, what's a lineman going to do? You don't really need a lineman. The ball's come out, either offense or defense. It's coming out fast. So, we don't worry about getting sacks. Got to use that talent somewhere else on defense or another tight end or receiver or something. What? Yep. But, I'm going to get off this uh, phone, fellas, unless somebody else get a chance to call in. Maybe uh, I'm going to have a problem can come can call in for one time. You know, <laughs> he's not allowed to call. Yeah, he, he's a Broncos fan. Oh. He's not allowed to call. Me. <laughs> oh, see, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, man. I, like one last thing. I'm not repeating myself. I apologize, but like that one because I'm going back to that guy who just you know he just shooting off the mouth, man. If you're listening or if work is back, yeah, just just take your time and just learn the game. Hook up with a hook up with an owner. And say, hey, you know what? I want to be like a sponge. I want to soak everything in, all the information, knowledge. I want to join your team, be a scout. Just be involved in one way or another and learn. Learn the first of all, you need to have the game. And you can. And right now, the game's five bucks at uh, GameStop. Both versions, whatever system you have, both five dollars. And just get the game and just know the the basics of the game. And that's why you're doing that. Just talk to an owner and say, look, you know, I got this enthusiasm. I want to do these things. You know, basically let the owner take you under his wing and guide you and show you what needs and tell you what needs to be done. Show you what needs to be done. And then you can start changing things. You know, you got to get your foot in the door first before you try to implement things. You right. know? That's why, you know, my, you know, I'm trying to assemble a team because I know my time's going to be limited. I start a new job today. My time's going to be limited, so I'm trying to have a crew to where I don't have to be as involved, to where I got someone calling defense now. I want to be like Ronnie Nickens. Ronnie Nickens just sit back and just chills and watch the game. I want someone to call the defense. I just want to watch today, watch my team. The only <laughs> thing I want to control is the uniforms. That's it, you know? So, and get, and then have it like to where like it is in real life, you know? And, you know, cause my, my, my field is restaurant management. And what I do is I'd rather train you, get you ready, and have you take over and get your own store. That makes makes me look good, makes you look good. And so if I can get somebody on board, like NYK, he was on, and he was a defense coordinator, now he has a team, you know? So I'd rather have that system going on. Someone, you know, can step on the board, and then they can be able to get a team later on. Pass it on. That's, so, yeah, so young fella... You know, yeah, do that before you start shooting off the mouth and trying to change things and trying to put your two cents in. You know, like, like they say around here, he's all in the Kool-Aid, don't know the flavor. So, all right, fellas, I was going about to die. I'm out. All right. Thanks for calling in. Right. No problem, man. Peace. Thanks. All right. Oh, it's good stuff when he calls in. I love it. Right. Well, makes sense. I think we covered everything. Now, yeah, it's now, it's now midnight. We covered everything. You ready to call this show 
you know, put this one to bed, so to speak. Yeah. I'm all ready for that if you are. Yeah. Yep. And then we can uh, get stuff together and wait for the games this week, and then we have a show we'll be doing playoff week. Mm-hmm. And just so people know, we've already discussed it. Inside the FS, SFL will continue even during the off season. Uh, we pretty much don't think it might not happen every week. It might be an every other week thing during the off season, but it will continue. So. Sounds like a plan to me. Yeah. So yeah, if you don't have any other things you want to throw out there, then we'll wrap this one up. Uh, just to tell everybody not to forget when uh, coming up this Wednesday, Cam's big. Uh, State of the league address. Yeah, I'll forget about that. What is that, 7 p.m.? I think it is. Yeah, it'll be 7 p.m. Yeah, I think it's 6 p.m. his time, 7 p.m. our time. Yeah, I'll give it a quick double check before we get off the air. This way, guys, know <clears throat> the, the whole time change always gets me confused. <laughs> I always forget if it's our time or his time. When he mentions the time, uh, it is 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern. There and you go. Next Wednesday, that is three hours before Inside the SFL hits the air. So be sure to tune in on that and have a listen. As far as I understand, he's going to be covering a lot of important things. And it's on Twitch. There's going to be some questions and answers and whatnot. So. Make sure you guys don't miss that. So, yeah. All right. All right. <clears throat> well, as always, as always, I'm having problems in the room. Max Factor was in the room. And we had Frank Gooden in the room. I want to thank all them for being with us while we did this. Destra, of course, for calling in. And until next week, good night. All right. Good night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.